the vampire movie was shaken up and redefined in 1974 with the emergence of Captain Kronos, Vampire Hunter. Sadly, Brian Clemens' movie was not a success at the time. Happily, it's now considered a solid gold cult classic. I'm Stephen Archibald, and welcome to my movie podcast. In the 18th century in Central Europe, a black terror swept across the face of the land. The curse of vampirism, which had been a half-forgotten memory for hundreds of years, returned with a fury that struck unholy fear into the hearts of every man, woman, and child. One man dared to make a stand against this evil epidemic. One man dared to hurl a challenge of cold steel against the terror of the undead. He was Captain Kronos, Vampire Hunter. Hello, fellow movie fan, and welcome to They Came From Within Cult Movie Reviews. A Dashing Blade, Captain Kronos, Vampire Hunter. 1974. Mainly remembered for creating and heavily contributing to the fabulous TV series The Avengers, the writer Brian Clemens only directed one movie, but what a gem Captain Kronos Vampire Hunter turned out to be. The film was made by Hammer, Brian Clemens and his friend, the Avengers producer Albert Fennell. Clemens and Fennell had just worked on Hammer's Dr. Jekyll and Sister Hyde when the legendary studio asked them to make a new vampire flick. This swashbuckling adventure with supernatural elements is set in Central Europe in the 18th century. So far, so familiar. However, its protagonist will prove to be no ordinary vampire slayer and the vampire mythology used here would be nothing like we'd seen before. In the village of Durward, a malevolent entity is transforming young girls into extremely old women. Dr. Marcus calls in an old friend, the professional vampire hunter, Kronos, formerly of the Imperial Guard. Equipped with his considerable fighting skills and the invaluable knowledge of his hunchbacked friend, Professor Grost, Kronos is fully prepared to lock horns with evil. The German actor Horst Janssen portrays the titular character. Some have complained about his laid-back performance, but I feel that his calm, largely expressionless face perfectly suits such a zen-like character, for our hero carries a samurai-like sword he meditates and smokes dope far out. Cronus's trusty sidekick, Hieronymus Grost, was played by the dependable character actor John Cater, who popped up in such great TV shows as The Avengers, The Baron and Department S, as well as in the groovy Vincent Price films, The Abominable Dr. Fibes and Dr. Fibes Rises Again in the role of Superintendent Waverley, 
As for the principled Dr. Marcus, he was portrayed by the smooth John Carson, an actor who was blessed with one of the finest voices ever. His genre movies include The Nightcrawler, The Plague of the Zombies, and Taste the Blood of Dracula. And of course, like John Cater, Carson appeared in the TV series The Avengers, The Baron, and Department S. There's another important cast member to mention, and that's the stunning Caroline Monroe. She plays the sweet gypsy girl Carla, who joins Kronos and Grost when they release her from the stocks, en route to the village of Durward. In movies, Caroline had a strict no-nudity rule. In this film's tastefully shot love scene, the makers managed to convey the illusion of her appearing completely naked. Caroline's long hair was taped to her breasts and she wore a pair of flesh-coloured undergarments. Understandably, Miss Monroe remains deeply fond of this role today. It's a pity that Dracula, AD 1972, was her only other Hammer movie. Likewise, the divine Ingrid Pitt only appeared in two Hammer films, The Vampire Lovers and Countess Dracula. Ingrid turned down the chance to play this film's seductive, age-defying vampire, Lady Derwald. The part went to the equally glamorous Wanda Ventham. It is commonly supposed that a vampire attacks in only one way, by biting the neck and draining the victim of blood. The girls you spoke of, they were not drained of blood, but of youth, of life itself. Ian Hendry made a highly welcome cameo appearance in this movie, portraying Caro, the head of a gang of ruffians who are stupid enough to mess with Kronos inside a tavern. Hendry was there at the start of the Avengers TV series, starring alongside Patrick McGonee's John Steed as the crime-fighting doctor David Keel. Celebrated for his TV theme tunes for the Avengers, the new Avengers and the professionals in particular, Laurie Johnson composed the stirring music for Captain Cronus Vampire Hunter. His music credits include Doctor Strangelove and Soon the Darkness and It's Alive 3, Island of the Alive. This movie has so many striking images and a number of fine set pieces, culminating in the impressive sword fight at the end where Kronos duels with Lady Durwood's undead husband, Hagen. Hagen was played by the first-rate fight choreographer, William Hobbs, a man who excelled at fencing. He contributed to many fine films over several decades, such as Royal Flash and Excalibur, and Hobbs even appeared in some of them. For example, he was an assassin in Richard Lester's The Three Musketeers, and a swordsman in Ridley Scott's The Duelists. Even though Captain Kronos, Vampire Hunter, was made in 1972, it did not come out until 1974. The BBFC even granted it a double A certificate 
On the 15th of September, 1972, Brian Clemens had hinted that Hammer may have delayed its release for tax purposes. Who knows? However, this delay, the fact that the movie was poorly distributed and that the original Hammer was close to its demise, resulted in this fab movie failing at the box office. Brian Clemens had named his hero after the Greek word for time and he had hoped to make a series of films with Kronos popping up in different time periods fighting different supernatural foes. What a great idea. Come to think of it, the concept was taken up. We just simply know it as Highlander. What's fascinating is that Brian Clemens approached this movie in the manner Alfred Hitchcock would have done so on his own movies. In that, Clemens storyboarded Captain Kronos prior to shooting it, amounting to 1,021 separate drawings. The process proved highly successful for him too, seeing as he only had to deviate from around 15% of the drawings. The storyboard element makes even more sense when you consider that Brian Clemens was inspired by Marvel Comics in creating his central character and coming full circle, Captain Kronos ended up in comic strip format. Kronos had new adventures in the first three issues of the British magazine The House of Hammer and this movie itself was adapted into a comic strip in issue number 20 of this publication when it was renamed Hammer's Hall of Horror being written by Steve Moore and beautifully illustrated by Steve Parkhouse. Captain Kronos, Vampire Hunter, was filmed at Elstree Studios in Borehamwood, with some location work carried out at Black Park in Buckinghamshire. It was shot between the 10th of April and the 27th of May 1972, and its budget was a mere £160,000. It finally got released in the UK on the 7th of April 1974. Horst Janssen's accent was dubbed by the British comedy actor Julian Holloway. The movie has some great witty dialogue too. For example, when Kronos says about Grost, what he doesn't know about vampirism wouldn't fill a flea's codpiece. If you're knowledgeable about vampires, then you will already know how groovy this film is. I'm Stephen Archibald, and thank you for listening to my podcast. They came from within cult movie reviews. Please feel free to follow me or subscribe, and you can find all of my podcasts via most podcast hosts. Take care. Remember to wear your crucifix at all times and stock up on garlic. Goodbye for now. You see? He's been bitten on the mouth. God's sake, I survived the vampire's bite. He is not the man you are. I'm doomed. My soul, a never-ending torment. Kill me! Kill me! Her life will be yours. Yours. Her youth will pass.
pulse through your veins, my darling. Replenishing. Restoring. Take her.